0: This is Dubai Eye 103.8. The
1: Everyday Entrepreneur. Stories to inspire you. And our everyday entrepreneur yet again is another not-so-everyday entrepreneur, someone with a fantastic story, and it's a pleasure to say welcome to the studio, Idris. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good.
1: So, you're very smiley. I love it. Is it because you run He's such te- a great company? He's a
2: typical techie guy. He's in here with kicks and a t shirt and jeans and just, you know, runs a runs an empire and just chilled out and just on the radio. I
1: know. Oh God. Life is good, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: okay. <laughs> so, you are the founder and CEO of Fetcher. Tell us a little bit about Fetcher for people who perhaps don't know. Um, explain in, in a sentence, Fetcher. Um,
0: yeah sure so basically what we're trying to do is that we're trying to enable e-commerce through last mile delivery right so we're trying to deliver packages wherever you are using your phone as your address
1: Yes. So in, in the traditional sense, where I come from um, in the UK, if I order something online, um, the likelihood is they're going to send it to my house when I'm at work and there's nothing I can do about it. No matter how much notice I have or they have, usually the item comes to my house. They need someone to sign for it and I'm at work because that's when they're operating working hours and that's when I'm at work. So I guess Fetcher comes from a place of wanting to get around that and get things to people where they are.
0: Exactly. I think there is like two different problems. One is the fact that 4 billion people live without addresses. What well, you were talking about, the Middle East, Africa, and some countries in, in Central Asia. Uh, addresses are something from the West, right? It doesn't work everywhere, so that's yeah. one. And then two, we're solving the problem of mobility, right? So like you said, you don't need necessarily to be at home or at the office to receive a package. You can receive it anywhere.
1: And I guess having that mobile phone means is what somebody... W- where somebody is, is 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 provable you know if you're if you're using the mobile phone if you're using gps you can see they really are where they say that they are if i go to order some food perhaps from my office here and i try to type in my home address the, you know the app will say to me you don't look like you're where you say you are are you sure you're really then I'll go oh yeah that could have been a, a an annoying lunch mistake so I guess you're relying on information that's accurate and up to date as well okay,
2: exactly geolocation is, 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 is I think one of the and I think it's underrated it's one of the uh, the most extraordinary uh, technologies that's come out in the last in the last 15 20 years I mean look at all the apps today that use geolocation and you're right you know in Lebanon mm-hmm. they still to where do you live well you know it's the third street on the right there's a you know there's a green there's a green BMW go up the hill, you know. <laughs> as soon as the rooster hits, you turn left, and you know you don't have to do any of that anymore. Today, wherever you are, you just press a button, and anything comes to you. So I think great vision and um, great vision in, in, in explore exploring exploiting that, that technology. I'm by the way, you don't know this, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm an indirect investor in, 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 in Fetcher, so I'm very <laughs> happy that he's here, so I can grill him properly.
1: Okay, make yeah. that money work harder. <laughs> exactly. um, I, I guess I'd be interested to know, um, Idris, would you see yourself as as Pretty much a tech company—that would be how you describe yourself.
0: Yeah, technology is an enabler. Again, we're not doing technology just for the sake of doing technology. Um, we believe that the way this problem has been addressed is has been is wrong. We believe that again, delivering wherever people are is just going to be the new way. Right? So if you think about it, it's like ordering a taxi and you can only be home or at the office. Yeah. When you order a taxi, yeah. it. it just makes no sense, yeah. right? So how how come for package delivery, it has to be so defined based on address, right? So this is what we're trying to change. And obviously that technology is available uh, everywhere, but integrating that into the whole supply chain um, is a lot harder than what it seems.
2: And logistics, logistics is a huge is a huge uh, part of uh, I mean, obviously it's a huge part. Of, it's the key part of supply chain. I Remember talking to Ronaldo Mshower from Souk a couple of, a couple of years ago he says, "George, we're not an e-commerce company, we're a logistics company." Yeah. So basically that's their core of their business is to get that product to you. It's not that you can get anybody could put some products on online and you can buy them. the the, the idea of getting them to you where you are physically is the challenge that these people are providing.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly how we think about it, right? If you think about like what happened in the past 20 years, now everybody has a smartphone. 80 percent of transactions, right. um, if you look at Africa a year, 80, 90 percent of transactions happen on smartphones rather than desktop. Correct. So while we're not making the cell phone the home, right? It seems like really weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it's. I think it's a lot of human resistance as well, which we're now getting more and more used to. I, even virtue zones coming up with our. We're coming out with our app in a month, which is a functional app where you don't have to go there to. You know, you don't have to come to our office to pay anymore or go online. Yeah. You just pay on the app. You'll be notified when your license is up for renewal and all that. You know, even something as, sorry for the word boring as a service as a service like that, a service industry with paperwork mm. now it becomes enabled with an app where you, it makes your life so much easier, and now people are getting. Used to it. We're not at the point yet. I don't know if you agree with me, Dries. We're not at the point yet where people are expecting it, or or that's the only way they know how to do it. Because you know, we were talking the other day. For example, when you when you go to check in for your flight, there's some people that still go to to the actual desk. And you know what? I'm one I of those am one of those people I'm as well. Of, I'm one of those people. But you know what? The airlines expect us two, three, four, five years from now to check in online before we get to the airport. Just go and drop our bags, and that's where it's going to go. We have to get used to that idea.
1: See, I will do that on some airlines and not others. Yeah, yeah uh, You know, depends on the kind of travel. Anyway, yeah. would. We're getting off subject yeah. here. Um, it is. I, I'm interested to know from you what kind of role do you see Fetcher playing in terms of supporting local businesses here in the region? Because we ha- we talked to lots of people setting up, starting up companies, and particularly if it's a, an e-commerce type site, they are not in a position to to be to know how many things are going to be delivering, something like Fetcher can be ideal when you're starting out. You don't know the volume you're going to be using. You don't know where your customers are going to be because you deliver beyond um, the UAE also. So I guess, what what kind of role do you see in terms of Fetcher playing in that ecosystem?
0: I mean, uh, a lot of our clients are serving about 1,600 e-commerce companies. A lot of them are small, so small Mm. businesses. Um, uh, I think what makes it well, the the way we want to make things different is how easy is it to actually like order and make sure that um, uh, driver is going to come and pick up the package to have full transparency, full visibility uh, across the whole supply chain, and have the proof of delivery when package are delivered. I think that's what the, I think that's the that's that's the first thing that um, SMEs want. Uh, we also have a solutions whereby we actually can control the stock. You can put the stock in our warehouse. We have a fulfillment okay. capacity. Um, and obviously we can do that cross-border because we're present in six countries right now, uh, about 500 cities. So which, uh, are which countries are you in now? Uh, UAE, Saudi, Egypt, uh, Jordan, Bahrain and Oman scaling you know
2: scaling is, is key of any 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 business and today if you can get the the modus operandi in one market it's very easy especially with all the technology to just to just export it and to just copy paste it in another market and so on and a lot of those companies like fetcher are, are growing massively and growing exponentially just by scaling to new markets which is mm. imagine you know the difference between scaling fetcher for for example from say the UAE to I don't know a smaller market or, or to Morocco for example uh, compared to if you were manufacturing shoes in the UAE and then you have to manufacture shoes in Morocco. Can you imagine the difference in, yeah. the, in the type of work required to scale it? How easy it is to scale it with a technology company like this rather than, than an actual physical company?
0: So scaling the technology is not so much the issue. Exactly, exactly. you're right. The problem is that for us, so for business hackers, like we have like 4,000 employees, right? So it's about making sure that we have the right structure in every country and making sure that we serve, correct. you know, like you know, like the whole network, right? Correct,
2: correct. But it, it's my, my point is it's much easier to export a, a, a concept like that than to yeah. export a brick and mortars company. I Sure. Once you once you've identified the parameters that you need to put in place,
1: yeah. and and I just I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on cash on delivery because th- until I moved here, cash on delivery was a concept that I just could I, d- I didn't I don't even think I'd heard of it. So mm. when I was here, and it was like, what well, do you want to pay now, or do you want to pay when this stuff comes to your house? And it's like, what yeah. you're going to bring this? What if you come to my house and I say no, I don't want it? Um, but cash on delivery is such a big thing here. Mm. Um, it, it must be such a large bulk of your business too.
0: Yeah, I mean, look stats. Um, so it's about it's about 80% wow. of cash and delivery. If you look at Saudi, about 92%, wow. no. it's about 95%. Uh, Dubai is about 70%. So it's not a problem of credit card penetration. It's not a problem as well about uh, how people are knowledgeable about e-commerce. They're they, were, uh, they were, they're they're actually buying for. I think it's just um, uh, people getting used to, right? So I think for a long time, um, you start having customer. Um, not trusting the delivery company that actually is going to find them. Okay. Um, so you want to be always in full control and you can cancel anytime you want. It's super It's super easy, right? So you want to stay in control. And if you've been given that option, it's much easier. And what's crazy is that we even see that cross border clients, also clients coming from China or from, from the U.S., you have like 90% of the orders that are actually cash on delivery, which means that the goods are being taken from China, brought to Saudi or to here, you know, basically with the promise of a sale.
2: Yeah,
1: Wow, you know, it's. It, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't
2: know why it is. You know what? I've done cash on delivery.
1: Why? I don't know. Tell me why. Uh,
2: there's there's a certain safety to it. There's a certain you know. It's a it's a mental it's a mental safety that you know what they won't they won't you know they won't they won't steal my money from me or they, I'm I'm sure that they're going to bring me the product once I have the product I could see the product I'll pay them I don't do it anymore but in the first you know in the first e-commerce in the first e-commerce okay. companies that I dealt with I did I did use it I yeah. did.
1: I get, yeah, I I mean, I get, I guess I understand mm. that. Okay.
2: And then when you establish a report and then you can have one, two, three deliveries and then you say, you know what? Well, these guys are legit. I've never had a problem with them. Exactly. Then you just, you know, you just say, just leave it at the reception or leave it with my secretary, leave it whatever, and then you're fine.
1: Okay. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about funding as well. So, Series C, about to be underway or have you completed? Uh, underway. Okay. George is like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've 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 done my part. I've done my part so far, so...
1: so I guess you're aiming to go even bigger, better series series C. You're smiling. You seem to be very happy about it. So I'll I'll, I'll take that as a yes.
0: No, I'm smiling because I just think it's just so difficult to raise money and just um, so look. We raised 11 million in Series A, 41 million in Series B. So obviously, like everybody expects, that Series C to be like massive. Yep. Um, it should be should be a good one for the region for us, but like. It's extremely difficult. I don't. I, Do you I hate it? Do you hate it? Just, I hate it.
2: You, yeah. ha, you hate raising money. I would imagine.
0: Because look, you 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 become you become a fundraising machine, right? So yeah. in the past year, I've been like eighty percent of my job is just raising meeting, money. Meeting meeting
1: yeah. people, talking to them, telling them about exactly future.
0: which is which is bad for you, bad for the companies, bad for everyone. Yeah. Um, my CEO is running the company technically, right? So yeah. um, it's just it's just the reality, right? So there is no point complaining about it. But uh, you know, when I started the company, I was planning to be a CEO rather than a fundraiser. Um, and I think every,
1: every successful business entrepreneur would say the same thing, though. They didn't exactly. come into it to, to go and raise money and have those difficult conversations. Um, I guess your Series B was what, back in 2017?
0: Mm, yeah, something like that. Yeah.
2: And the, the money you're raising now was for what?
0: Expansion. Expansion yeah, expansion of products, we, uh, more lines, more countries. Okay,
2: all right. Exactly. And yeah. how, so, when when is the Series C uh, close?
0: We should be announcing it in about a month, month to two months from now. Okay,
2: and then between fundraising rounds, do you get back full on on the business and on growing the business and yeah. so on?
0: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. We need to. The problem is that so obviously it's, it was like my Series B was like two thousand seventeen. So it seems like it's quite a long time ago. Yeah. But we did some convertible of in the meantime. Okay. So you're always on the road. <laughs> um, so yes, it's a, it's a. It's just a time-consuming uh, endeavor, especially in this part of the world, right? Because o- obviously in Silicon Valley, you can raise, yeah. based on our metrics, you know, like we hear that from investors, you know, like we could be like four times the valuation that we have today yeah. and it would be a two-month process.
2: Andres, I want to ask you a question because you're from the industry and you're from that market. How does... Evaluation of online businesses work because it has nothing to do with traditional evaluation. Hmm. The number of businesses that we see that are non-profitable or that are not generating profit or that are losing money—Uber is a perfect example of that—and um, and are losing money and are evaluated at ridiculously high sums. Um, I know it's a different. I know it's a completely different game. I know it's a completely different. I know it's a completely different uh, way of, of evaluating. If you had to summarize it to our average listener how are online businesses and what are they evaluated on and why
0: the key thing is that how disruptive you are right and i know it sounds like a like a cliche to yeah. say it, but look there is not a lot of brick and mortar traditional business that is going 600 or 800 percent per year correct so by the same to- by the same token you're actually taking over a market Okay, so obviously, like the metrics of profitability comes into play, especially in series C and later. uh, But, you know, like the the growth still remain a key component of your evaluation. Right. So uh, I think it's a mix of, again, the growth, addressable markets, and then obviously profitability. If not, if not at the company level, like really like net income, uh, at least at the gross margin level and making sure that whether it's in your core business or ancillary revenues that you have, whether you have a potential to make money. Okay, excellent.
1: Okay, that's all we've got time for. It's been really interesting talking to you, Idris Al Rafai. Is the founder and CEO. Well, you have a CEO who's also helping you running a, a company too. But from Fetcher, good luck with the Series C round. I hope you make it to the end and you're still smiling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's been
1: a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. This is Dubai I One Hundred Three Point Eight.